Yeti. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I 1. I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the but I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com For all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Rep, screw, rep. Ball two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> This is the Ace Austin, sometimes Shakespeare, and you are listening to the Irish Whip Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is JP, and I'm here with Josh, and we have with us, recently on Impact Wrestling, been all over the Northeast, Ace Austin. Ace, how are you tonight? You're doing great. Doing So, Ace, tell us where you were born. Uh, originally from, I was born in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, at the Reading Hospital. But uh, I grew up in Berks County, Pennsylvania. So does that make you an, an Eagles fan or a Steelers fan? Uh, <laughs> I was a Eagles fan, not like dedicated, just kind of by proxy. Um, the rest of my house was like mostly Steelers fans, so I just had to be an Eagles fan, you know? So you were the smart one. <laughs> just to fight him. You just, um, you just say you were the smart really one. Lie. You were the smart one in the family. You weren't a Steelers fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but I, I actually, I, I could never really get into uh, to watching very, uh, in, a, in a dedicated way at all. No, it's because you're, I mean, you are uh you're a different duck, man. You are uh, you are a true performer. You're a true performer, man. I'm, I'm trying to be. That's all I ever wanted to be. No, man, and that's that's. I mean, your your history is. It's just. I mean, it's it's laden with it. I mean, the fact that I mean, you've you've wanted to do this. This is what you've wanted to do for a long time, right? Yeah, uh, four years old. When I decided. Now, you also, you got into parkour at a young age. Do you think that helped in your training? Oh, for sure. I, I, there's, like, once I started getting into wrestling, I realized that I had done so many things prior that I didn't really, at the time, necessarily think was going to, like, help me with wrestling. They were just things I was interested in at the time. Um, and uh, they ended up, I, yeah, there's so much ended up benefiting uh, wrestling. Parkour was definitely a big one. Parkour and skateboarding, every combination, really helped as far as balance, body control, and, like, taking hits, you know? Can you go? Absolutely. And, yeah, like, the body control that, you know, skateboarders too, but just parkour, the body control you have to have to do those flips and, 
the running and hit objects and landing on the objects and not falling is incredible. So I can that that's got to be a great help when you get into when you start the training. No, absolutely. You you went to Samufa training. Yeah, I started with the uh, the Wild Samoans. Uh, my first official day of training was May twenty seventh, two thousand fourteen. That had to be a pretty cool experience walking in and seeing a giant Samoan there and telling him you want to learn how actually, to get in the ring and fight. Actually, if you uh, the way that I ended up you know meeting them and everything was uh, I had been saving up money to move to Florida to go to the Wild Samoans Training Center there because I didn't know that the one in Pennsylvania existed. Um, I just, I guess I wasn't really good at doing the research at the time. Um, but uh, when I was, like, just looking up stuff randomly, like, uh, I saw the Wild Samoans, and the first thing I saw was a thing in Florida, so I ended up saving money and doing this whole thing, and I talked to my boss about it um, at my job. And... I was actually at rehearsal for the musical. My, uh, I think it was my 11th grade year. Um, and my boss called me while I was there and told me that some girl had come into the store to buy, like, accessories and stuff for, uh, her outfit as a, like, valet. Um, and she said she was training at the Wild Simone, at the Wild Simone's over in Allentown. And um, my boss, like, told her about me and got her information and then gave me a call. And uh, I got in touch with her, uh, tried to set up. Um, at, no, it was – no, it had to be the rehearsal for the musical my senior year because what ended up happening was I set up – I tried to set up this uh, – to do my senior project to, for graduation uh, for high school. I want to do my senior project on wrestling. So I figured this would be a great opportunity to not only get my foot in the door as far as, like, training and getting the ring, but also just knocking out the senior project. Uh, so I started, you know, trying to set the whole thing up. She ended up not being great with communication toward the end of things, so I just called the number I found online and Sammy picked up. So that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, especially at the time, like Oops. Sammy picked up directly and was, you know, we set up the whole thing. I asked him about doing the senior project and he said, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and I uh, just told me like what time I needed to be there and for the setup and all that. And I asked, it'd be cool if I interviewed people to just all the criteria for the project and whatever. And then, uh, at the end of the conversation I asked, uh, I was like, what age do you start, you know, training? And he said, 17 with parental consent. And, uh, I was turning 17 the day before the event that I, that I would be attending for this. So, I, 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 I let him know that and I told him, told him I'd be there to, to do, to get started. So I went and I did the project and it was great. Alpha actually had come up from Florida for that event. Uh, and ran a seminar that I got to be a part of. Uh, awesome. And I got to add that into the project. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then I just, I kept going back to, to like, I sat in at trainings and I, I kept helping with shows until I could get the, so I could sign the paperwork and stuff and get the permission from my, my parents and all that, from my mom. And, um, 
so then you know may i finally actually started and uh it was you know, i you know, a rocket from there. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of how I just wanted to wanted to go. That's, so you had quite a good first day of training. If you had Alpha, huh? That's yeah. It was they. Um, there's some stuff they wouldn't let me do uh, because I was just I was there doing my project and I hadn't signed right. like the proper specs or whatever. Right. Um, but it was certainly an experience. At the end, uh, at the end, he sat down and like talked to us all and like did this whole thing and it was passed a whole lot of knowledge on and um we all went up and shook his hand afterwards and he, he looked at me and he said you sure this is what you want to do and i said uh I said, absolutely it's nothing else but i'd rather do and um and he nodded he said all right i'll see you there i'll see you in there so that's that awesome. cool that's it's it's awesome, and then when you you know you walk in as a fan and you leave as a a training pro wrestler, you know. But, yeah, I got to I got to uh, I graduated from training before I graduated from high school. Is that right? Yeah, I got to go. Uh, I got to go into my high school and kind of you know tap that off to everybody who. You know, kind of came down on the idea of it. That's, yeah. I mean, they had to be, were your parents supportive of it? Obviously, they signed the waiver. Um, it was just my mom, um, and, uh, my grandmother that was pretty much raised me. Um, and, uh, yeah, my mom, it was, uh, it was just more like a timing thing, getting her to get, like, the paper signed and everything like that. There's, there was never a time where uh, either one of them was against me doing it. The only things that they've ever been, like, they've ever questioned are just kind of like the stuff that I'd put myself through, kind of, as I do it. You know, that's just the, just the cringeworthy stuff that, but, but they've never once been against it. That's, it. Uh, I mean, some of the, especially, I don't, like the CZW stuff, um, that can that can get out there. That can get pretty dangerous, and you gotta. You I'm a huge get, CZW yeah, fan, so, so. It's, uh, that's why I chuckle because I've I've loved CZW since talking to Maven and DJ and Drew Gulak when he probably was a buck twenty. Yeah, oh, wow, you've been a day one with those guys. Yep, yep. Now, what was that like? Because that was kind of your your next big step, I'd say. It's probably going in uh, the dojo wars, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's actually it's funny because um, so I started my training um, at, at at 17 years old. Um, they said I I was kind of like I was match ready in in around four months. Um, and uh, but uh, the problem was in, in the state of Pennsylvania, I wasn't old enough to perform my shows yet until I was 18. So I had an extra four months of training before I turned 18. So I was just in there, just like going, 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 going every week uh, until uh, I finally turned 18 and I was allowed to uh, allowed to debut. Um, so uh, they ended up debuting me on April 4th of 2015. Uh, and... The day that it happened was kind of like I was uh, running music for 
the WXWC Florida Wilds and Owens uh, thing. Yeah. Um, and I was in the back just getting music for people, and um, one of the one of the uh, trainers, Rich, uh, from the center was like, I thought he was like joking, but he said the same news. He was like, hey, is, is Austin going to be in the Rumble tonight? Uh-huh. Um, Sam was like, did you have your gear? And I was like, well, yeah, of course I do. Um, and he said, all right, well, you're number five. Uh-huh. So I was like, uh, so it just, it just kind of, they threw it on me just like that. Um, and I didn't really have any time to think about it because I still had to run music for the show. So I ran music for the show up until intermission and then somebody jumped on for me, uh, so that I could like change. And then, um, yeah, and then it was Rumble time. And, uh, I, it was like, it was crazy. Like the, the moment I actually like kind of had, could breathe and realize what was, what was going on was, was pretty much right before I was going out. It hurt because everything was so hectic that day. So music played, the announcer did the whole thing. So I, you know, I, I came out and it was crazy. Um, and then after that, uh, it wasn't even 10 matches into my career that I ended up in Dojo Wars. Wow. Dojo Wars 51, right? Uh, Dojo Wars, yeah, Dojo Wars 51. That was it. Me, me versus Samuel Adams. It's October 28th. And this but is still definitely. at the same time you're training with Samu twice a week, right? Yeah, yeah. I was training twice a week, and I was going to Jersey every Wednesday for Dojo Wars. Um, it was uh, ridiculous. <laughs> so do you, do you feel like, and this is a common theme that, that we find with, with uh, um, guys that we know, such as yourself in the business, is that you were, when asked the question, and they ask the question, is this really what you want to do? I mean, they kind of put you through the ringer, and they ask you that question, is this really what you want to do? And when you answer yes, they're going to put you through even more of a ringer and see if you really want it. And up to this point, man, it just it sounds like everything that you have done, everything you continue to do, you just seem to be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. I've just really tried to follow the flow of uh – of anything, I'm just grabbing, grabbing whatever has popped up in front of me, you know. Um, the Samoan thing, uh, it was the people I ended up, I jumped, ended up jumping on the road with like Lance uh, and everything, whenever he had bookings up in like Pittsburgh and stuff, so I got a little bit, I got to experience a little bit of like different show stuff doing um, uh, PWX up in Pittsburgh. And then um, we did another thing close to Pittsburgh, Oh, like NWL, and then, um, so I got to do just like a little bit of, uh, just a small, small bit of travel before, um, the Dojo Wars opportunity popped up. And, um, after we went out there and they invited, you know, they invited us to come back every week. Um, I, that's what I did. I just went back every week, even after everybody else that I would travel out there with stopped going. Uh, I just kept going every week. And, um, it slowly, you know, my my traction slowly started, you know, shifting gears because you gotta grow. You know, you gotta you gotta move move on to certain things. So um, I 
started spending more time out in Jersey, chasing the opportunities that were presenting themselves out there. Um, and uh, soon after that, I uh, started traveling with David Starr a whole lot to shows. And, and then that's how I met the Midwest guys. And then once David Starr started going overseas a whole lot, um, I just kept going out to the Midwest and just kept, you know, that relationship going and that slowly grew into the opportunity to move out there. And that's how I ended up there. So you, I mean, that, that's, for me, that's a perfect lead-in um, because you did mention uh, specifically PWX, correct? Uh, yeah. So the, the I we just um, we just got to get one story from you, and that's um, I guess really the story that everybody wants to know of you traveling to the PWX show um, and where Shakespeare comes from. Okay, so that's PWX. That's PWX in uh, in the Carolinas. Cool. Um, yeah, that's that stuff didn't come until I started traveling with David Starr. Um, but yeah, so that. So okay, I'll tell, I'll tell you about that. That ended up being, um, and uh, I was sitting between Star and uh, Sammy. Just for whatever reason, just was like, well, I feel like you need a last name, and just started like throwing random ideas out there. I told him that when I first started, like I did have a last name when I first started. I I, I did the I did Ace Austin Highly. That was my my full name. And um, then everybody told me to drop the last name, so I did, and just Ace Austin, it just rolled off the tongue better. It was whatever, simple, um, easy to easy to put on stuff, easy to brand with. Um, and yeah, so then so just randomly out of nowhere, saying these throwing random last names out there, and as a joke, I said Shakespeare just to be funny, um, and. Uh, he got just really hyped about it and uh, loved it and um, just started, <laughs> they just started, you know, just yelling with it and being funny with it and just coming up with like random ideas and um, that went on for a little while and then uh, as the ride progressed, I fall asleep. Sammy decides to take a video of me just sleeping. And him and Star just start whispering back and forth, Ace Austin, Shakespeare. It's just in my face while I was sleeping. And just put it up online. And I wake up in North Carolina, and there's all, all of a sudden, hashtag Ace Austin Shakespeare is just on random stuff. Like, that's just kind of the kind of influence they had. It just became, it just literally just out of nowhere like that. And then Sandy wanted me to run with it and do some stuff with it. So we did some stuff with it. And yeah. uh yeah, now it's just kind of a back pocket idea, I guess. Now when you were doing the Ace Austin Shakespeare, did you um use your acting background as well with that and change anything up or did it was it just Ace Austin with the new last name? Uh still work still work in progress. I guess I could say okay. my presentation I, I I guess my presentation is a little bit different. Okay, then different is great. Different yeah. is great because you know this. It, it's if you stand being different, is how you stand out, and if you stand out, that's how you're going to get noticed here, and that's how you get things like 
the uh, the one night only impact. I didn't go to Canada expecting anything at all from that trip. Uh, I I was just you know just constantly I, I had uh, a string of bookings that kind of kept me traveling, uh, and then that trip came up and more more travel even after that. So uh, I haven't really had time to settle anywhere. Is that tough, um, man? I mean, it's it, people don't realize what it's like to be on the road as often as you guys are on the road. I mean, it's t- you, it's, it's arduous, man. I mean, you eat regularly. By definition, uh, it's definitely tough. Mm, for me, it's kind of something that I hardwired into myself yeah, at, when I was, like, young. Just the more that I learned about wrestling, the more that um, just, like, the more sacrifices I learned – that I had to be willing to take. So, um, <clears throat> uh, when I was young, I, I kept a I kept a really fast paced kind of lifestyle because um, I was always involved in whatever. I, when I was super young, I, I tried out different sports and just dabbled in this and that, just to just to try stuff, just to see what I liked. But wrestling was always the plan, which is why I couldn't really stick with anything because. Wrestling was always the plan. <laughs> when things would get like, just when it didn't really become worth it to me anymore to like participate in certain sports, because sometimes like things would get they would, they would get taken way too seriously, and they would just eat up so much time that I wanted to dedicate to other things. So um, I just tried this and that, this and that, and then I started doing really artistic, more artistic side of things. Just started doing musical theater. I took. Uh, a bunch of film and photography classes that I really liked. Uh, I worked on graphic design. I worked in a graphic design uh, studio in my high school for like three out of the four years that I was there. Um, I was doing screen printing and like offset printing, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed silk screen printing. Uh, that's actually something I wanted to get into after I graduated. If I had some time, I wanted to kind of get into that because I made some. You know, it just you make some really good money off that, uh, especially with merchandise. Yeah, so I started just, just trying this and that. Uh, skateboard, I started trying things outside of school a lot with uh, with friends that I met, uh, skateboarding, and uh, I started practicing parkour. Especially when, as I got older, it was less of just like, oh, this is a cool thing. To like, this is really like peaceful. It's beneficial. It's uh, it's like. It's like a discipline that you that you practice if you really want to focus on it, and uh, that that helped me a lot with uh, getting into fitness as well. Like parkour is kind of what sparked my interest in um, fitness. Um, so you have to be in shape to do that stuff. Yeah, started adding lifting weights into the routine, and so I always I always kept I always kept moving when I was young. That's just like how I lived. Uh, so then the more, when I got into wrestling, the more that I learned about, you know, the wrestling business and kind of just knowing that there was travel involved beforehand, um, that's just something I was ready for. And, uh, and I, I like it. You know, I really, I feel like, um, I feel, I get really kind of anxious when I'm, when I'm in one spot, like at home for too long. Because it's just like, I, w- I want to move. I want to do stuff. I want to... Uh, I just like being on the move. I like being out. 
seeing things. I'm, I'm in it for the experience. That's what I like to say all the time. Now, you brought up the silk screening. Do you actually do you make your own merchandise? I don't right now uh, because I don't have the means to do so. After I graduated high school, I didn't have anywhere that I could uh, do that. I actually bought. I bought when I graduated. I bought the exposure unit from my high school because they had just got a new one, and I was really close with my shop teacher. Um, and he said, if, if his buyer fell through, that he talked to me about buying it. So, uh, so his buyer fell through, and I ended up. I bought. I bought this piece of machinery because I, I was hoping to do something with it. Um, I haven't gotten anything to do with it. It's just sitting in my mom's shed back home okay. <laughs> because. Uh, because wrestling kind of picked up after that. I didn't really, really have a chance to do anything with it. Now, you moved to the Midwest. Did your mother stay on the East Coast? Yeah. Uh, I was living with my grandmother at the time. My mom was living, uh, like, the next town over. And uh, I've been living with my grandmother since my, right before my senior year. Um and when I moved to the Midwest, I had to move my grandmother in with my mom because grandmother can't bring me to the loan anymore at that point. So I moved her in with my mom, and then I came out to the Midwest. What companies, what do you call home? Or do you have a home company? Do you stay on the road? Uh, Rockstar Pro is my home company right now. Okay. And that's something, we've been, that's something we've been trying to get into, too. It's huge. It's... Because you're traveling a lot, and like, you know, we 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 re- I really want to hear the story about impact. You know how it just kind of happened, but I mean, it's it, for you to to promote stuff like that, to call it home. That's cool, and that's what we always like to hear is where people call home. Yeah, it was uh, first it was first it was WXWC4, then it was CCW, and then it was or or more specifically Joe Doors, and then it was um, now it's Rockstar Pro. It's uh, just the steps I've taken. Uh, Rockstar Pro is a it's a it's a incredible place to work every week. I've uh, I've had some I've had some of my best like storylines, some of my best matches in general, just with with anybody at Rockstar. And I got to have that match with Spawn just recently, which was incredible. Huge! I really it was an amazing opportunity to uh, to have. Um, and it was. Moving to the West and, and spending my time around the, the right people is, is. How did you get to do so much traveling already? What was your trick? Uh, because people haven't seemed to figure that out yet. Right. You just have to be willing to. You have to be willing to pick up and, sacri- and sacrifice your time to do it. There's too many people that I hear that are like, oh, like I'm gonna take it easy for you know X amount of time and I'm gonna do this and this and this and it's like throwing yourself back from, from day one it's been anytime something has popped up, I'm down. That's, you have yeah. to keep you have to be a yes man when it comes to traveling. NPC um, in the car you're taking it every time, right? Oh, hundred percent. Now I have to be I have to be a little more cheesy now just because my schedule is more full now. I just have to you know, figure things out more. But if I can just stay in a constant rotation, anytime I come out to the East Coast for shows, like almost a week-long venture. Yeah, and that's how it, I mean, that's what it should be because, you know, for what you take in on a show, two or three shows to make the travel worth it. So 
Yeah. But there's um, there's ways of going about it, and you know it is a business. At the end of the day, you got to make it has to make money. You have to pay your bills. How did impact go down, man? How did that? Are you able to tell us how that all went down? Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the opportunity came up to uh, get in the car and and head to Canada for the impact taping and to be around, uh, and be handy, and. Uh, the opportunity came up for, for a match, uh, on the last day. And uh, I was on it. It was, uh, me versus Mr. Atlantis, the, the dark spot. And I just, you know, it was, again, it was kind of a crazy, like, hey, this is happening now. Get ready for it. So it was it, nothing to prepare for. You should have, I should have jumped into it and just work on that. I really, I feel like I thrive under pressure. Just kind of, that's kind of how I've always been because I just put myself in a situation and try to figure it out because I feel like that's the best way to perform. Um, all, all, all because you chose to show up, huh? Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the shit. That's the shit right there. I mean, that is that's just the shit. That's that's a. I mean, that's the story in and of itself. It is. That, that's and the crowd reaction. Crowd reaction was unbelievable. Everything was. Uh, in the best, in the best for a better opportunity to kill it, you know. I mean, there's no. there's, there's specific tournaments that I, when I look at people that are in it, I it's it, it validates a lot of stuff for me, and and best of the best, that even to qualify to get into the best of the best, and watching your match recently for this year for Spain, it was it was insane. That whole entire match was insane. And you just don't stop. I mean, even with Swan, I mean, it just it. And I think that's why you get the crowd pop that you get is because you show up, you fill the seat, not only the one to get there, but you're filling seats in the arena. I guarantee you that because of who. I mean, just it, you're such a unique story, man. It, it's cool to see you be as successful as you are because of the, the work that you're doing. I mean, how much is? And, and you mentioned these guys earlier. I mean, how much is has David Starr and, and Sammy Callahan and Jake and, and David Chris really? I mean, we understand David's kind of a mentor to you, but as far as the other guys, I mean, it's in the Midwest. I know you probably can't tell who you jumped in the car with or how the opportunity happened or whatnot, but how much more is your schedule filled up with now since just jumping into that car with an open seat and getting the opportunity? It's it's exactly no matter what happens, I. I I'm, I'm confident it was exactly the move I had to make when I made it. Moving to the Midwest. Because I, I was in a circulation of doing these like East Coast shows and just filling up weekends with these. Because there's just so many shows that run on the East Coast. There's just so many everywhere. Uh, so uh, keeping a calendar full was never a problem, but it was just, what, what was I getting out of all of this? Right. That's the thing is like I'm like I said, I'm up in Boston and it's I call it alphabet soup. And it's great that you can work every weekend. But what do you what does the wrestler get out of it if you're working the same people week in and week out? You travel, you get out a little more, you're gonna get better working with different people, different styles, people that are better than you, you know what I mean? And you pick up on that. Especially when it's like you work for so many companies that maybe don't have their stuff together and like you never get to see footage out of it or, or anything. It's really just like 
It's just so confusing to me for you. It just Ace, I live out here where <laughs> just an independent show, okay? And card on there, Flip Gordon, he's a hometown boy out here in the 406 in Montana. Brian Cage and Matt Riddle, okay? There was 500 VIP tickets at $65 a pop, sold out. But before that show, when was the last show you guys had out there? Uh, there's usually two to three sh- two, three shows that come in, and I think it's is it is it uh, it's out of Boston there. Um, yeah, big time, big, big time, time raffle. Yeah, they come out here, so we get three, maybe four shows a year. And you know, I can get three or four shows on a Saturday here that I can pick, and I know Pennsylvania's <laughs> the same, and New Jersey's the same way. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's but that's why the the markets are saturated and like like you were saying like if you get a company that's sort of watered down um you know the, the wrestlers aren't getting anything out of it and you get you know a hot dog and a slice of pizza for a payday on some of those shows you you travel you get to go up to you know you've done your Canada trip you've you know uh, the mid the Midwest is huge because you get like IWA you got Rockstar which is Rockstar is a huge company. They're making a great name for themselves. Yeah, it's incredible. I, the moments that we created Rockstar are unlike any I've gotten to be a part of so far. You know, you get a couple of you get and you get a couple of companies like that. I think in every market, but then you get the rest, and the rest are great because they give some guys their starts. But like people just have to know to build from that. Yeah, you just have to be willing to. To move on and grow, you can't get too comfortable doing anything or, or, or sitting anywhere for too long. Yeah, and uh, yeah. The time that so the time that I ended up moving to the Midwest was because uh, I had been doing just East Coast for a little bit, just random shows, doing Dojo Wars, random shows, doing Dojo Wars every week, whatever, 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 uh, and then the opportunity to go to um, where was that? Missouri for the Harley Race Wrestling Camp. Uh, Dave awesome. Sar posted about having open spots. Uh, he signed up to do this camp, blah, blah, blah. He said it's X amount of dollars. Um, if you want to sign up, jump in the car with me. You're more than willing. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was the only person that answered the call for that one. That's, that, that's, so, I mean, I know a bunch of guys that have done that same ride for that same camp, and they just come back. And I mean, I'm talking some of the better guys that came out of New England came back from that camp better than what they left. And I jumped up the car and I spent all the money that I had saved up to go on a cruise with my best friend that um, that at the end of that year. Uh, I spent all the money that I had been saving up to do that, to do the camp, and to take that trip. And I just missed out on the cruise so that I could uh, be a part of that. Now, how do your friends feel about stuff like that? Do you, do they bust your balls? Well, here's the thing. I have never, like, left any room in my life for people who are supportive of what I'm doing. So everybody that I interact with, everybody that I'm close with, everybody that I talk to is very supportive of the whole thing because I don't have room room in my life for somebody who's trying to keep me from doing what I'm meant to do. Yeah, because, I mean, what I've seen from my friends that wrestle, 
they read the superheroes to their friends or they're like the butt of the joke. There's no in between. You're you're one or the other. You're you're either Superman or you're, you know, the real. I'm sorry. It, it uh, it's an amazing feeling when I get to, like, when I get people from back home who message me about uh, being just being inspired by me going out, just going out there and, and taking what I wanted in life, and uh, just people who like are just bettering themselves and like asking ask for advice. It's always really uh, definitely a humbling feeling to have those kinds of people come to you uh, just because, you know, of, of directly inspired by what you do. That's why I, I just wanted to, like, inspire people because I feel like I've, I've been able to. That's awesome. That is cool. Now, I have to ask a, a tough question because I know you're friends with them. The stuff that's going on right now, it's been buzzing all over the Internet. Everyone's been talking about it from Cornette to anyone in the business. How do you feel about the whole Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards thing? Um, I feel like Sammy Callahan is has been one of the best professional wrestlers in the entire world. And one instance of anything like that shouldn't, uh, it, it just doesn't change that. It just doesn't. So, that's just a matter of fact. I'm I'm gonna like I was gonna I talked to you before and I told you I was gonna ask something about that and I'm gonna just be straight. When it first happened, because I'm friends with Eddie, um, I've known Eddie for like 15 years now. I I was so freaking mad at the way Sammy Callahan repl- not that it happened like accidents happen and Eddie knows that he's been in the business a while. But the way that the response was with the the original videos, I'm not apologizing and blah blah blah. And about two weeks later, I had said to Josh, I'm like, it's genius. Because it's, you know, it's just got so much buzz in Impact Wrestling. I don't like to give credit to like one or two people, but Impact Wrestling hasn't had a buzz like that in a long time. And for it to like cross over to House of Hardcore and, you know, Impact Wrestling being recognized in House of Hardcore for it, like, it's it's been so good not just for those two but I think for the wrestling business in general. Absolutely. And that all started with basically pissing off Jim Cornette and letting him go on a rant, and then Sammy just kind of you could see Sammy would throw little shots out there, and Eddie stayed pretty quiet in it. He has every right to. Yeah, it's but it worked. To, it worked to create a buzz. It took a it took a real shitty incident and turned it around and made it into something where the two of them can have actually like they were names before, but they really like embedded their place in wrestling. I'd say in the history. Somebody like me, somebody like me can thrive in wrestling right now, today because of the environment that's being created by guys like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They have taken Impact Wrestling to another level. Not only that, but New Japan and everything that's exploding is giving guys like you the opportunity to thrive, make money, and and have a good time. Follow your dream. That's the coolest part, man. And I think that's what, you know, you're always the ultimate performer. You're always on no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. When when the when the bell rings, you're, it's game time. And it's, it's cool to see it confirmed by you saying when there's an open seat, you're jumping in. It doesn't happen very often. Right, JP? I'm, I'm not just talking... There's not there's not enough people that take it serious like that in the business. 
And it's that's what it means. It's a choice you have to make. Right. I mean, I look at the Rockstar Pro roster, and there's guys from all over on that roster that travel for that show. They take so those are guys, and that's why that company is going to stand out because it created a it created an environment of people who give a shit. Oh, that's that's actually it's funny you say that because that's one of the it's one of the major things that I had in my mind when I was deciding to move to the Midwest because I felt like there was some area of the East Coast where there were just a lot of people who were really mad about just a lot of people who were, weren't exactly motivated to you know, get out there and, and do a whole bunch of stuff. That's where that, that's where that whole complacency thing that, that I talked about comes in is seeing that kind of thing. The more time that I spent going to the Midwest, the more I saw an environment where people gave a shit about, about wrestling and about progressing and about being somewhere. Seeing how, seeing how many cars I could jump in essentially is what made the decision really easy for me because Jersey, uh, the dojo, all those guys were two and a half hours away from where I was living with my grandmother. So it's not like I could just be readily available. It's like I had to know ahead of time or, or at least within two and a half hours of the time that you're leaving, I had to know, you know, that the opportunity is available. Moving in the Midwest, it's just on hand. And it's so close and it's just connected. It's a definitely a, a good, you know, home base. Yeah, that's and uh, they're a monthly show, right? Uh, we run every we run every Wednesday, and then we do the iPay per view the first Friday of every week. Is that right? So how, yeah, it's weekly. That, and not on the weekend, which is amazing because it doesn't screw up any other bookings for you. Yeah, it's 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 great. That is that. I mean, wow. So people people have to take time off work to go the the wrestlers I mean have to if they have a day job they have to take time off and they're still down there to do it that's that's amazing it shows commitment man and that's the cool thing yeah. I think that's where a lot of these like Ace is talking about when he says this is you know Rockstar Pro is my home the reason it's my home is because of this and I think that's the cool thing is they they do things the right way and make those expectations and they put it on the athlete, performer, whatever you, you want to stigmatize or label, these guys are making that commitment and showing that. And I think that shows. And I mean, Ace is how old are you? Ace, are you twenty? Are you even twenty-two yet? I just turned uh, twenty-one at the yeah, end of February. He, he, this kid is, he is. Uh, I mean, it's obvious that he has had mentors throughout his his life in this business. The professionalism, his maturity, is next to none. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not blowing smoke, right, JP? No, and you know, being so young, it's it's awesome because you've had a, you've already been in around for a couple of years, but you got such a long road ahead of you. Absolutely, it's um, it was the the perfect timing. Um, I, I right from the jump when I when I asked Sandu that question, when do you start training? That's when oh. um, that that was me. Deciding right then and there that like this was this was my definitive answer because because I, I didn't know it was all just like you know how, what do I know how do I know what, what's what I'm finding on the internet like there's just different things I don't know how a definitive answer so asking him somebody I have direct contact with and it was my first experience I didn't know indie wrestling existed before I started training 
because it didn't exist where I'm, where I'm from. It, it wasn't a popular thing anywhere around where I'm from. So mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about indie wrestling beforehand. So learning about all this and falling in love with indie wrestling is what made my path kind of go the way that it went. Because I could have just stayed at the Samoans and just waited for an opportunity and just kept doing WWE camps and just kept this and this and this just to get signed, like, just and get thrown developmental or something like that. Like, I could have done that, but I fell in love with indie wrestling. I learned about, I learned about the experience. I learned about the kind of life you can have for yourself, the kind of life you can make for yourself on your own. And that idea really was, uh, attractive to me. So, that's kind of what steered me towards this gypsy lifestyle of staying on the move and following whatever the best opportunity in front of me is. It, it really is a gypsy type of lifestyle. Trying to keep, you know, Josh had talked about it, like how you eat the diet and stuff, trying to keep your diet while you're on the road and not screw everything up and stay at a, stay in the gym while you're on the road. It's, you have to adapt to every environment and every place you're in. We had a show recently where we talked to, I don't know if you've ever heard of Paul Richard. He was a ECW referee. He's starting to speak out now about CTE. How do you feel about that with pro wrestling right now? Um, I feel like there's a lot of room to be, there's definitely a lot of room to be hurt because there's just so much uh, available in certain areas that, you know, anybody who's, anybody can just get in the ring and screw around. But I also think that if you follow the right path and if you put yourself in the positions that you should be in, the, the truly beneficial positions in professional wrestling, I think that we, uh, I, I rarely work with anybody I don't feel safe with. Okay. Right now. And, that's, and again, we talked about it earlier, like accidents happen, and it does, and it's it's just such a, the CTE right now is just knowing on it and doing a little bit of research on it, like, I, I, I cringe at chair shots at this point, you know what I mean? I've had, a, uh, I've only had, I think I've only had two, two concussions from wrestling, two or three, yeah, um, it's never been, you know, it's always just kind of like, you know, the, the, the shit happens kind of thing. It's just something you got to be ready for. Right. And that's, and that's kind of what, like, what Paul was saying when he talked to us was it's we're all, everybody's on autopilot. And you don't think about it. You, you know, you think about, all right, if I punch that wall, it might break a knuckle. You don't think about. If this hits my head, I might wind up with CTE in 10 years. You know, it could. But but what's what do you feel like is next? What's your next step, do you think? My next step right now? Yeah. Um, I think my next step right now is just tackling the uh, big dogs that I haven't been, haven't got a chance to be a part of yet. I think this is really going to be the year that I get to make at least an appearance in all of the all of the major ones that I've missed so far, and then ideally not soon, you know, not 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 too long after that, the bigger ones just above that. Okay. If that makes so, any sense. 
this this year is kind of the start of your breakout. I mean, not that you haven't, but you, like this is the year where you're gonna you, your breakout I'm kind gonna, of advances a little. Yeah, yeah. I think this is what I've made everybody familiar. Yeah. I've tried, tried, I've tried to make as many people familiar as possible, but I think this is the year where um, I really am going to be confident in what I'm doing. You know, before I was just trying things and uh, seeing it worked. And now I think I'm going to just hit it hard with what I, you know, with what I know I'm good at and continue to grow and get better at the things I'm not. I know Josh called me up after one, I want to say it was after your best of the best match, and Josh was like, you got to watch this kid. So I think you are doing a good job of making a name for yourself and creating that value and traveling the way you are is showing that. And I, I just think the more you travel, the better off. The the more of a name you're going to have. The You know, you don't have to be... You, you can be a name before you get to the WWE, and I think guys have proven that now on a lot of the circuits. And yeah. that's that's not by sitting still. That's by going out there and traveling. I'm inspired by by the kind of careers that that take every every pathway before WWE. That's that's kind of what I'm looking to like model. You know, myself after I, I it's like I said I, I really am in it for the experience. I want to know I want to know what it's like to just do things. You know, out there in the world, um, and I think the best way to experience that right now is to just have kind of a loose, you know, loose reins on the whole thing. I'm, I'm going to try to nail you down a little bit. I'm really just like I said, it's, I'm, I'm doing what I've always done, and that's just follow the flow. Whatever the best opportunity that pops up in front of me is, is what I'm going to go for. I have a pretty consistent schedule of uh, some really very good and very decent shows right now, and. Um, I'm looking forward to only a, an even better schedule because, like, I know that there's things. I know that there's shows right now that I'm not on because of scheduling conflicts, and that's right. going to be resolved in another a month or two. So then I'll get the I'll get get the get some opportunities. And yeah, I'm just with the money that I'm able to make for myself because of all this. Is I can really invest in in putting out new and and fresher performances and content and, and looks and all this, you know, like like the the artwork I just recently had done, the the comic artwork and stuff is like that kind of gave me an idea of, of what I wanted for like my, my merchandise niche right now. Because I feel like everybody kinda has to have a niche and I didn't really have one before. So now I'm I have like a really lot of comic book based, you know, artwork that's getting made and that I can put on stuff and it's it's really helping me out. It's really awesome. That is cool. That's in. You're right on on having the niche on that. Now, so you'll have the you'll have the merchandise that will define you. But if you were gonna tell a promoter or a fan to watch one of your matches, that would really show them who Ace Austin is. Do you have a match that you would that like? If you had to show one match or one match only, what would it be that you've already had? I think that. My match against um, Loquillo in Mexico for the DTU Ultimate Impact Championship was one of my most complete performances um, that I've really ever that I've really ever put on. I from start to finish, I, I was I was really like in that match with all my heart. 
that that match was uh, I'm really proud of of that whole thing. Uh, uh, series of matches that I had with Larry D at Rockstar Pro were really uh, all. I've never been able to connect more with a crowd than I than I did working with Larry D. See, I I recently had a when I when I was in the ring with with Myron Reed as well, and I really have a a chemistry where we can bounce off each other really 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 well. I think those are some good ones. Awesome. That's I'll be I know what I'll be watching tonight. Where can people find you online? Uh. My Twitter and Instagram is at the underscore Ace underscore Austin. Um, just Ace Austin on Facebook. That's pretty much all I got right now. Oh, my email, yeah, my booking email is ace.austin at AOL.com. Keep it an old school with the email. AOL shit right there. That's awesome. Um, um, and I have a YouTube channel, but it's just it hasn't been updated in sometime because I don't have a computer at the moment. I'm working on getting that for myself. Dude, I think it's it just you you're you're on the right path, man. You are just one hundred percent eat, sleeping, breathing yeah. all of it right now. To uh to kind of put a more conclusive cap on the question, I feel like I, I can say confidently that um if you just stay tuned I'm I'm gonna keep turning heads. That's really all I could say, because I don't, I don't want to just start throwing out like oh, hell yeah. of stuff. Hell yeah! I don't have any guaranteed opportunities, but it's all things that I have my sights set on, and that I know I'm going to be able to achieve with with just you know my head down, and my feet forward. Head down, feet forward, and just take every ride you can. Absolutely. You know exactly. That's like again. I mean, we had, I, I don't know if you're friends with Bob Evans on Facebook, but, like, what you preach about jumping in the cars is the same thing he preaches, and that's a guy that's been in the business for, I don't know, yep. ever. So. Doing the drive. That's, Doing the drive. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and that's what the, that's what the business, and, like, wrestling is not the wrestling hobby, it's the wrestling business, and that's what the wrestling business is about, is getting your face out there and getting seen, and even if you're not on the show, show up with your gear, and you know, you've seen, you said it, you had your gear for that, the Battle Royal, and you were, you know, you went out there. That's what you put in. Right. Hey man, I just want to say thanks uh, a ton. I mean, we've we've gone for an hour, but uh, I just want to tell you, man, thanks, thanks really for taking the time, and this, JP and I have been doing this for fucking ever, but you you got it, man. You do. Right. You don't need us to validate it, but dude, you are on the right track. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, um, like I said, I'm always down. <laughs> I'm always down for for whatever. Awesome, man. Thank you again. Thank you for your time. <laughs>